Did you struggle with staying consistent in 2023? Then this podcast episode is for you. You started out super motivated to hit the gym, eat right, and finally get your health and body in order. But after a few weeks, it started to feel really hard. One slip up turns into a few days, then a few weeks, and before long, you say, fuck it, and feel like you have to start all over again. For some reason, being consistent seems impossible for you. Well, it doesn't have to. Today, we're going to uncover how to become the queen of consistency in 2024. Let's go. Are you a gym baddie committed to leveling up in all areas through health and fitness? This podcast is for you. Hi, hello. My name is Danika. I'm an online coach, personal trainer, and your host of Fit Chit Chat. I help women just like you stop spinning your wheels with a no BS approach so you can reshape your body, feel your strongest yet, and create confidence that is authentic to you. Together, we'll delve into all the topics that matter, how to maximize your progress in the gym, make nutrition a no-brainer, and streamline the process to make achieving goals simple. You are guaranteed to leave feeling educated, entertained, and empowered to become your baddest damn self. Hi, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit Chit Chat podcast. We're obviously kickstarting a brand new year and front of mind for so many people is not only reflecting on 2023, but embarking on an incredible journey for 2024. Whether you're looking to save some money, whether you're looking to progress in your career, or if you're listening to this podcast, no doubt you have some health and fitness goals. So what I've seen pop up for a lot of women lately is this idea that they struggle to be consistent, that being consistent is their issue. It's not that they don't want it bad enough. It's not that they're not trying. It's the fact that they struggle to keep on going week on week and week, month and month and month ongoing for a substantial period of time, right? This, this whole thing about being consistent. I wish I was more consistent. I don't know how to stay consistent. I feel like I'm always starting again. I feel like I have to get back on the bandwagon. Like every time we slip up, it tends to snowball and become this massive thing where it's like we get this guilt and the shame and this sometimes a bit of hate towards ourselves about taking time off and then feeling like we need to start again. This idea that consistency is perfection is one thing that I really want you to understand does not exist. There's a big difference between being perfect and being consistent. Perfection is, first of all, subjective, like what might be perfect to one person is not perfect to another. It's also, in my opinion, considering it is subjective, it's also non-existent. There is no yes or no in terms of perfection. It comes down to what you perceive as perfection. So once you kind of get that mindset about it, it's like, okay, so maybe I'm not striving to be perfect. I just want to strive to be consistent. So what is consistent then if it's not perfection? It's repeated effort done a majority of the time over a set period of time. That's it. There's nothing in that that says black or white. You have to do 100%, 10 out of 10 effort all of the time. It's not about that and it's absolutely not what we're striving for inside what I do with my coaching or what this podcast is ever going to be about. So let's jump into it. Now that we've had a bit of a a mindset or perspective shift on what um, consistency is, we're going to talk about the three things that you need to do in order to be consistent and inevitably successful this year. Okay. So 2023 is in the past. Let's move on. Maybe you weren't too consistent. Can you reflect first and foremost about why that might have happened for you? Was there some things that tripped you up that you need to rectify before embarking on your new goals for 2024? Um, Otherwise, let's go straight into the three things. 
The first thing I want you to consider is having a plan, okay? If you don't know where you're going, it's really hard to be consistent because what are you trying to be consistent with? What are the things that you're trying to do if you don't actually know where you're going? I always use that analogy of, you know, if you were planning to drive somewhere, would you hop in a car and go there if you've never been there before without at least checking a map first, without at least having a reference point as to where it is and how to get there and maybe what highway and what exit, etc. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't just go, I want to go there and magically think that your car is going to take you there. You need to do a little bit of research. You need to figure out where you're going and how you're going to get there and how long it's going to take and set out a bit of a plan, right? Maps exist for a reason. It's the same as your goals. You need to get really clear on what it is that you want, e.g., Do I want to lose fat? Do I want to gain strength? Do I want to put on muscle? Get really, really clear on exactly what it takes to get there as well. So if we're looking at fat loss being as your goal, what is your specific calorie deficit? If you're looking to gain some strength and get into the gym, you know, three times per week, get yourself a strength training program. That's a three day a week program. And if you're sitting there thinking three days a week isn't enough to achieve my goals, it absolutely is. I've said this on podcasts before and on my other social media, like in posts and things like that, a majority of my clients will do three-day programs, some do four, and to be quite frank, I think that's it. I might have one or two that only do two days a week. Yep. And I don't think anyone else is like five or above. Absolutely not. Even myself in particular, I'm, I do four, day, four days a week. That's perfect for me. Something I can be consistent with, something that's achievable for me. I get a good amount of recovery in between, etc. See how I'm saying like we need to be specific with what's going to work for you and your goals. So the first part is having that really clear plan. What is it you want to achieve? Put some numbers and some figures and, uh, and particular goals. So if being consistent is one of your goals this year, what does that look like? Does that mean you're hitting the gym three times per week? Does that mean that you're going to hit a specific calorie or macro target five of seven days? You know, it doesn't have to be every day. We're not aiming for A plus 10 out of 10 all the time. We're not trying to aim for this, you know, really high set bar if right now your bar's quite low. The other thing I want you to think about is with this plan, be realistic about what's achievable for you because there's no point in setting a really high bar if you're already looking at it going, there's no way I can do that. My lifestyle is not set up for me to be successful and do that consistently. Maybe you need to, like I said, stick to three days a week. Maybe that's where your your goals are going to take you at the moment and that's the most um, plausible scenario for you right now to be able to tick those off week after week. You're going to feel really great about doing three days a week. You're going to start to see some results. You're going to feel really good about yourself. Your goal is going to start to come further towards you and feel close enough to grab. It's like, cool, I'm I'm doing really well. And now because you're motivated and excited and enjoying the process and seeing the results from your hard work, maybe then you throw in a fourth day. Hey, let's even scale it back and say do two days a week if three feels too much. Two days, then add in that third day, then add in that fourth day. Like it needs to be particular for you. When I say having a plan, it's like something that's going to work for you I highly recommend you don't go and look for like the latest trending fitness app or download a free program from like a bikini fitness influencer who's putting out some free content at the moment or or Googling like body shaping workouts or anything like that. Don't go on TikTok. Please don't go on TikTok. Um, get something that is specific and customized for you and what is it you want to achieve. Be particular. Like I said, get clear on your goals and get clear on exactly what it takes for you to get there. Okay, that's number one, having a plan in place. Number two is make it easy and make it obvious. If you haven't already heard me harp on in probably almost every podcast episode about the James Clear book, Atomic Habits, you're going to get fucking sick of me hearing. You're going to get fucking sick 
of hearing me talk about it. Why? Because out of every book I've read in my life, this is probably one of the most applicable, impactful books ever. Not only for me personally, but for my clients as well. And that's why I'm telling you, and I will half on about it till the cows come home. One of his philosophies inside of this is like, make it easy and make it obvious. Make it like, ask yourself, how can I make it almost easier to just do the things than to, to not do them? Remove all of the friction uh, out of the way so that it is like such a smooth, clear, direct path for you to do the things that you need to do. Add reminders right in front of your face so you are constantly thinking about the things that you need to do. Some examples of this could be taking, or oh, sorry, tracking and prepping food ahead of time. If you come home from work and the last thing you want to do is cook and you're like, I can't be fucked and I don't feel like cutting up all the chicken and the veg and doing this, blah, blah, blah. That's totally fine. Why don't you pre-cook all the chicken so it's just a matter of warming it up? Why don't you pre-cut all your veg? Why don't you cook all your rice in advance and have it in a container? Why don't you get an air fryer like me and just bloody chuck some <laughs> chicken skewers? There's these skewers. If you're in Australia or if you're in Melbourne or somewhere that has an Audi, Go to Aldi. They have the best meat packs. I swear to God, I will always recommend them. I get like the chicken skewers. I get the southern style chicken burgers. Like there's so many in there that you can literally just grab, put it in the air fryer, and in 15 minutes it will be done. That and microwave some frozen veg. Like there's literally no excuse for that, right? Make it easy for yourself. Another example, take your packed bag to to work with you your packed gym bag to work with you so that instead of having to come home after work and then get ready and pack your bag and blah, 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 and then leave the house again to go to the gym, that's way too much friction. That's way too many temptations to sit down on the couch and then not leave the house at all. That's way too many steps. What I want you to do is pack your gym bag, have everything ready to go, take your gym bag to work with you. So you literally just drive from work to the gym, get your session in on the way home. That way, you know, when you come home, you can sit down. You can relax. Your day is done. Let's remove friction. Let's take time out of it. Let's let's make it really simple for you that it's, like I said, almost easier for you to actually do the thing than it is for you to not. If your gym bag is already packed in the car with you, you're going to be looking at it going, well, I've brought it with me. I might as well go to the gym on the way home. Rather than going home and being like, well, I packed my bag for nothing, right? Another one. If you're somebody that is planning to read more this year or journal more, that's one that I'm going to start doing more. I literally can see right here next to me on my desk, my journal. Why? Because I'm making it obvious. This is the obvious one. Put it in front of your face. Put your book on your bedside table so that when you get into bed at night, you see it there. Make things really obvious. Take your vitamins out of the cupboard and put them on the bench so that they're in plain sight. There's a medication that you're trying to remember to take. Put it next to your toothbrush so that when you go into the bathroom at night, you're like, oh yeah, or in the morning, oh yeah, I need to do that. Make it really obvious. Pull things out of cupboards. Put them in in plain sight. One of the things he says in the book is like, if you were looking to increase your fruit consumption, instead of having all your apples in the bottom drawer on the fridge where they're going to get rotten and forget, um, you're going to forget about them. Pull all the apples out. Put them in a bowl on your countertop, and I can almost guarantee you're going to start eating more fruit. Think about the lolly jar. So the invert of this, okay? If you had a lolly jar or a chocolate jar at work and it was on your countertop, how easy is it just to walk past and grab one out? as you go. Prime example is like Easter time when everyone has a big bowl of Easter eggs on the counter. Yeah, one Easter egg is not the end of the world, but it's the accumulation of picking at that constantly throughout the day, throughout the week, maybe even throughout the month that's going to eventually add up. The same as your small good decisions, good steps, positive steps in the right direction to what you're trying to achieve are going to all eventually add up. The same thing with this Easter egg situation, right? But again, it's something in front of your eyes, so you're more likely to reach for it. 
But in this case, that's probably not what we want to do. So the opposite would be like out of sight, out of mind, put them away, and then you'd forget about them. When I talk about like setting up reminders to have reminders in front of your face, it's not only pulling the things out and putting them on your bedside table or on your countertop. Use your phone. We all have our phones on us all the time. Set reminders on there. Have something going off being like, hey, don't forget to do this. Hey, do that. I remember when I used to work in corporate and some of my corporate girlies out there, you can probably relate to this, setting alerts in your calendar so that when you're sitting at the desk, this thing pops up and says, hey, you need to go for a walk around the office because you've probably been sitting here for three hours and not moved. Or, hey, go to lunch because otherwise you're just going to work through your lunch break again today, right? You have these reminders for a reason. You can you can do this. That way you're not having to like remember and rely on your memory to get up and do these things or take these things or have these things or drink or eat or whatever that you're trying to do. Make it simple. Make it something else. <laughs> Make it your phone's responsibility in order for you to, to do the things that you need to do. So making it easy and making it obvious. The inversion of this is... Um, Uh, If we're trying to release bad habits, the things that we're trying to stop doing, then you would need to make it hard and make it not obvious. What's the, what's the, what's the invert of not obvious? Out of sight, out of mind, essentially, right? Like I was saying about the Easter eggs, putting them in the back of the cupboard, top of the cupboard around, out of sight, out of mind. So making things difficult for you to do, um, you know, as, as humans, we want convenience. We want things to be easy. We want things to be fast. In the age of technology, we have the microwave mindset where if it's not done in two minutes, we don't want to know about it, right? We've got Uber Eats. We've got all these really accessible things. So if it's difficult for us, we no longer want to do it. Think about when you go on a website. If you can't find what you're looking for in under 30 seconds, you're generally going to leave the website because you're like, why can't I find it? This is too hard. So if you were looking to break a habit, there's a hot tip for you. Make it like really difficult for you and make it something out of sight so that you're no longer reaching for those things or or tempted by the certain things that are in front of your face all the time. The number three thing that I want to go into is accountability. If you want to be consistent and successful in 2024, accountability is going to be your best friend. Can because some of you listening will say, yeah, but I had a plan. I knew what I wanted to do. I was going to do this and I was going to do that. And maybe I'd even got, you know, a beginner program from a PT at the gym. Maybe I was even with the best of intentions trying to read and I bought some books and I bought some journals and I was trying to do all the right things. Maybe I bought a multivitamin for myself and, you know, I set reminders, but that doesn't happen for me. Like maybe you are doing some of these things. Maybe you did try your hardest in 2023. So what was the thing that was missing? What was the missing link? That final piece of the puzzle accountability. I'm going to tell you right now that you will always go so much further with support and community than you ever will alone, ever. In fact, you will not only achieve what you want, you will bypass your expectations. Think about every professional athlete or CEO of a company. All of these people have coaches and mentors and um, what's the other word? Coaches, mentors, what's that thing where you, consultants, like people that you go to, right? They go to them for a reason. They enlist these people into whatever it is that they're trying to do for a reason. Because we all have bad days and we all have challenging times. But having someone there to lean on and to guide you could be the difference between being consistent in 2024 and not. What can accountability look like? This doesn't necessarily mean get a coach. (laughs) As a coach, obviously, I'm always going to say that's absolutely fucking paramount in terms of health and fitness because no one is expecting you to know how to do all of these things you obviously need to learn a few things whether it be with your nutrition or your training or you know there's probably something there that you could learn and that's stopping you from getting the best results possible but there's also other avenues as well 
Maybe it's telling a friend. Maybe it is getting one of your girlfriends to be embarking on this with you. It's like, hey, I'm really trying to get more steps in my day. Do you mind instead of like going to the movies this week where we're going to sit down and eat food and watch a movie, why don't we grab a coffee and go for a walk along the waterfront instead just so I can get my 10,000 steps in that day. I'm sure your girlfriend, if she's supportive and invested in your health and fitness and your goals and your aspirations and all these things you want to achieve, she's going to be like, yeah, what a great idea. I'd love to do that with you. In fact, she'll probably be a little bit inspired by you and be like, hey, maybe I'm going to you know, set a 10K target as well. And then maybe that's something you can do together. Incredible, right? You've now influenced somebody else in your life to live a happier, healthier lifestyle by you making a positive change in your own. If it's not a friend, maybe a family member, maybe somebody else that is within your close circle, maybe that's even your partner. I would like to think that if you have a partner in your life, they are the most supportive person that you have. And if they're not willing to be supportive of your goals, then that's shit. That's really shit. So if you're trying to make a positive change towards your health and fitness and live a healthy lifestyle, tell your, tell your partner, hey, can we not get Uber Eats three times a week? I'm really trying to watch what I'm eating. I'm going to cook a little bit more from home. Like maybe we cut it down to once a week and that can be our Friday night thing together. Then you've got something still to look forward to and you can compromise. Or by all means, hopefully your partner's like, you know what? I'm an independent person. I will still have Uber Eats three times a week, but I'm happy if you only want to have one. What a nice compromise, right? You guys can still do that thing once a week. You don't have to do it three times. Or maybe they're going to be really invested in you starting to cook more and be like, hey, why don't we try a recipe together? Or this is something you could experiment with. Do you want to make something like this? Like, I would like to think that they're going to be supportive in that. Even just telling them, hey, when my alarm goes off in the morning, make sure I get out of bed. I'm going to complain about it. I'm going to tell you that I'm tired. I'm going to try and roll over and turn it off. But can you push me out of bed and say, go to the gym? Like just sometimes we need that. We need somewhere to hold our hand. Is holding our hand to the fire really the situation? I don't know. But sometimes we just need that person to really like, you know, give us that gentle nudge when we don't necessarily want to do things. We're always going to try and talk ourselves out of it. So having someone there to be like, nope, go do the thing you said you're going to do can be really beneficial because I can guarantee you'll come back from the gym in that morning be like, hey, Thanks for kicking me out of bed. Had a really great session and I know I'm one step closer to achieving my goals. Accountability could even be like writing out your goals. Sit down, write out the things that you want to achieve, put them up on the fridge, put them up in the bathroom, put them up in your office, have them on the screensaver on your phone. Do something to make them in front of your eyes. Remember, make it obvious. That was step two. That can apply to your goals too. Make your goals really obvious. Forefront of your mind. Write them down every single morning if that's what you want to do. Read them to yourself every night before you go to bed. Make them your mantras, things that you go over every single day. Don't write your goals out and never revisit them or read them ever again. That's not the point. We want to write them down for a reason. We want to get really attached to what it is we want to achieve and why we want to achieve it. And we want to hold ourselves accountable. So accountability can come from within too. Do a little like meditation journal if you want to do like a mood board, what are they called? Not a mood board, a um, vision board of all the things you want to achieve this year. Have a little bit of a sesh, get really vibey about it. Listen to some music, write in some pretty pens if that's what you want to do. Do a digital one on Pinterest or something. Like get really invested and hold yourself accountable to what it is you want to do and write down next to it why you want to do it. Get really, really clear on what it is you want to do and why you want to do it. What does it mean to you? What will your life look like when you achieve it? How will you feel? What will be different? That's the things I want you to do. So that's holding yourself accountable. And like I said at the start, investing in a coach, not only because I am a coach, but I have a coach too. 
If I didn't have a coach, fuck, I would not be. <laughs> I would not be too good because sometimes you can have all the knowledge in the world, but doing the thing is the hard part. That's why so many of us sit there and go, I know what I need to do. I just need to do it. Then why aren't you doing it? Because sometimes we need accountability. Sometimes we need somebody to report to. You knew that you had to show up for your check-in every Monday morning. You're probably not going to eat like a dickhead over the weekend. If you knew that you had a program written for you and you were investing money into a coach, you're probably more likely to do it because there's money on the line now too, isn't there? If you knew that you had your plan all written out, your training program was there written by a coach, you had macros set by a coach, you had a list of habits that you need to implement written down by a coach. If you had check-in process ready and waiting for you once a week by a coach, you're going to do the fucking thing because you're not only showing up for yourself, you're showing up for them a little bit too, right? So that's a massive one as well. If you are looking to invest in a coach in 2024 and make sure that this is the year that you are consistent and successful, then absolutely slide into my DMs with the word Ignite to find out a little bit more, or you can jump straight to the link in the show notes to inquire for a coaching spot. Now, it is the start of January. I do have some coaching places available to kickstart in January, so if that is something that you're looking for, or maybe even if you know a girlfriend that would absolutely benefit from coaching, send her my profile, and I would love to have a chat with her. But That is it from me. Those are the three things that are going to be inevitably making you consistent and successful for 2024. So just remember it's having a plan, making it easy and making it obvious and having accountability. That is it from me. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast episode. Please share it. Please leave a rating and a review. And until I talk to you next week, have an incredible week. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Fit Chit Chat. I have three things for you. One, Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single drop. Two, share this episode on your social media and tag me in it. And three, follow me on Instagram and slide into my DMs. Let me know what resonated with you. Details in the show notes. And until next week, goodbye.